Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts, innovators, creators, storytellers, and the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And I'm Grace Duffy. And this is the show that keeps you up to date on what's happening in the world of social media. That's right. And I'm so excited today because, uh, as you know, Grace, my friend Grace here, works for Restream. And this is a show where we kind of break some social news whenever we can. And we've got some really cool announcement uh, today from our friends over at Restream. And they have come up with this new, very cool tool called Pairs, which allows you to, you, your guests to stream very, very easy to all their platforms. How cool is that? And guess what? You know what goes good with uh, Restream is Ecamm. And we have Caleb in the house right now. But I, I want to talk real quick about this um, Restream. Ian says uh, Restream Pairs is a game changer. I totally agree. It is such, if you're doing a show, being able to um, invite your guests, like Grace was able just to click a button and and stream. I know Caleb went in there with Ecamm's channel and was able to add that. So it is so cool if you have a show it is kind of a no-brainer uh, for you to invite your guests. They don't have to give special permissions. They do it all with a. They can log into Restream and have a free account. It's so so cool. So yeah, Jim Fuse. Hey buddy, you know I've been talking to you about this for a while. He goes pairs seems interesting. Oh yes, my friend. Let me know. And by the way, uh, Jim, you can go to socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Restream to find out all about it. So with that, I, I want to say, go ahead, Grace. Go ahead. You say something uh, because I, I know it's I your said- baby. I know. Well, I absolutely love it because one of our biggest hurdles on this show is that you can only pick one LinkedIn account to go to, right? Exactly. So we go to Jeff's and now we can actually go to mine. So we kind of like, you know, overcame that. And then we can, uh, we didn't have to share passwords. I didn't have to add my accounts to Jeff's account, Restream Studio account. It, and we we're just going live everywhere. And it just absolutely is a game changer for expanding your reach. So I'm excited we got to try it out in today's show. Yeah, very, it was very really cool. easy. Uh, yeah. For me, as a, someone who's like pretty used to Ecamm, I have a Restream account, but I don't have it connected to the Ecamm channels. Um, and I just went in there and clicked, uh, logged back into my uh, Facebook and clicked to the Ecamm page and I was done. That awesome. Easy. Awesome. So see, so Caleb could do it too. So uh, we, we tested it with a guest. What else could you want? So guys, try that out. Go to uh, socialmedianewslive.com forward slash restream and check out Paris because it really is really cool. So without further ado, I wanted to talk about our guest today. Today we are joined and I've, and Caleb and I have kind of like, we were talking before the show, we've kind of had all these, these circles that we kind of rotate around and never had a face-to-face chat. But um, I'm so excited to be joined today by Caleb Dempsey. And we're going to talk all about Twitch. And we're going to talk about what do you as business owners, marketers, and creators need to know about this live streaming platform. It's got a booming community of more than 17.5 million daily users. We're going to talk about how and why Twitch has become the biggest bet for influencer marketing in 2021 and why you ought to consider it for your digital strategy. So Caleb, thank you so much. How are you guys? How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, woke up extra early this morning to get some things done before the show um, and had a great little vegan banana bread moment. Oh. Um, and I'm so excited to be here and talk about Twitch. I spend probably like between I told Doc this yesterday and he was kind of shocked at me, but I spend probably anywhere between like four to eight hours a day, like on wow. Twitch watching content yeah. just because that's uh, where all my friends live stream to. So okay. it's, it's really fun and I love it there. So I'm always excited to talk about it. Very cool. So my son does a lot at Twitch too. I, I've, I've streamed there. Do you mostly consume content or do you actually stream yourself? Yeah. So I actually just started streaming there. Um, I mean, I've been streaming off and on fun, but now I've been doing it seriously like this week. So I am about to hit a affili- few. I probably will hit Twitch affiliate Sunday. Oh, cool. Um, I'm 
So I've really been enjoying it. Um, and I, but before that, I was really in just community there, uh-huh. um, which has made my path to affiliate a lot easier. Building a community and being in different communities on Twitch has allowed me to have friends. And then now that I've started going live over on Twitch, my friends come to my channels because I'm not uh-huh. live streaming when my friends are live streaming. Um, gotcha. So Very it's cool. really cool and really fun. Well, I want to talk about that affiliate stuff in a little bit, but I want to first, if people do not know who Caleb is, I want to give him, uh, everybody, your um, kind of bio. He is, uh, if you don't know Caleb, he is social media manager and marketing specialist at Ecamm. And according to his a profile on Clubhouse, he says he's currently watching Search Party. He's obsessed with Twitter memes, and he says, like, I mean, that was a lot of hours there, but he says he spends way too much time on Twitch. So um, anyway, I know, Grace, you were you were looking at his bio. You had some questions, so they were kind of funny. So Yeah, well, we're going to dive into Twitch here in a minute, but I want to know, are you still watching Search Party? Uh, I haven't updated that in a minute, but I finished <laughs> all of, I would, okay. I think there's three seasons of Search Party right now, but I think they might be making a fourth. I'm not, yeah. I don't remember. So if they're making another season, I guess I'm still technically watching it. Um, the the last show I binged was Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Um, and I'm really into, um, Motherland Fort Salem is the show that I like watching right now. It's really cool. Kind of like sci-fi alternate reality. Like what would happen if the American military was made of witches instead? Well, we've all asked that question. Yes. There's so I've always wanted to know. That's right, exactly. So uh, uh, Eric Fisher is in the house, and he says that much Twitch would make him twitchy. So we're going to talk about that. But people, I I didn't know how big a deal it was in, until um, you know I was watching my son and my daughter. They, I mean, they love to consume content over there, and we think it was just all gaming. But there's other stuff, and we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's very very interesting of all the stuff that we're talking about. But. Uh, Caleb mentioned he works for Ecamm, and I want to make sure that you guys know about what's coming up at Ecamm. It is the Leap into Live Streaming Boot Camp, and we've got all these amazing people. I'm going to be speaking there, um, and then a guy like Pat Flynn and Leslie and some of the others. I mean, but but it's it's I learn stuff every year from this. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go to leapintolive.com. That's leapintolive.com and register. And if you there, I mean, it's very, it's free, but there's some affordable options that you can go in and actually, you know, get the download. And Caleb was even telling me all the stuff he's working on for, for that level of access. So make sure you check all that out, but it's coming up September 13th through 16th, leapintolive.com. Check it out. It's going to be amazing. And look at this. My friend Jim says um, he has signed up, and you, you guys could have like a little uh, roundtable about him and sale. So he, he likes that too. So very, very cool. So um, anyway, Grace, um, let's talk about this first segment, which is what businesses need to know about Twitch. Because when I first, you don't think of Twitch as a business, you know, place. You think of it as like, it's an opera, you know, it's, it's a place where you go consume content. Like it's a channel. I always thought it was like a channel, like it's a channel that you mm-hmm. would watch or something like that, but we're coming at it from a business uh, impact. So talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. Well, I want to say that I want to bring up what got, uh, 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 what got our attention, right? Which mm-hmm. was, there was a survey or a study done by sensor tower. They do these reports and this was the 2021 state of photo and video apps reports, of course. I had to dig into it. And the headline on it was Twitch has surpassed YouTube on all time revenue per yes. download. So user user spending on Twitch has accelerated in the past 18 months. And in the same period, Amazon, and of course it was owned by Amazon. This is what I know about it. Like I know it's owned by Amazon. <laughs> I know it was a lot of gaming. I know it was a lot of gaming content and primarily the things related to gaming. And it's also expanded to esports. And then we also as I was digging into this, I realized that it's become this go-to place for streaming live content at large. So it's not just gaming. And I know you said this stat earlier, but it's it has over 17.5 million daily active users and, and who spend 4.4 billion minutes per month. So I know that Caleb put in his eight hours for there and you know, so there was like another four billion there left to spare, right? On viewing these live streams, and the average audience—I think they said as of February, the average audience is 1.5 million viewers. So it's fast gaining the attention of marketers and brands, no doubt. Particularly those who are interested in 
influencer marketing. And we wanted to talk about why this is, but you know, I totally don't know anything about it. I'm, I'm coming at this as a complete noob. And I did ask my kids if people are still using that word. They said, no one cares, just use it. So you don't care, mom. Yeah. You no one cares, mom. So, uh, Caleb, tell us, what can you give us an overview of Twitch and how it works and how do people stay engaged on there for hours upon hours at a time? Um, Twitch is really unique um, in the way that it works. Um, so um, once you hit affiliate, people start collecting rewards for their watch time. Um, and then the streamers on Twitch can set up redemptions for those rewards. So they're kind of like free incentives that Twitch has built into the platform um, so that people will continue watching and that streamers can use as engagement triggers. Um, but then outside of that, like if we were to take a big step back, mm -hmm. Twitch is like this conglomerate of people who are going live in these different categories. Um, I kind of stay in like the esports, like gaming realm, but there's like Grace was saying, they have like this, they have just different sections for like just chatting. They have a whole musicians tab now. They have podcasting talk shows and um, just a crazy amount of different things. Um, and I think one thing I really love about Twitch is its searchability for live streamers is kind of to me what the, the YouTube search algorithm is. I can search, mm -hmm. I can go into the category of game that I want to look for. And then I can segment if I'm looking for like another LGBT streamer, um, I can use different tags to like narrow down and niche down my search into like the exact kind of streamer content that I'm looking for. And then I can see the list of who's streaming with those tags in that category right now. Gotcha. Um, so I think that's why it's so easy to find somebody that you love. And then their built-in engagement triggers are um, really easy ways for you to just get sucked into spending time with them. So you mentioned before it was a lot about community. So it sounds like it, they have a lot of tools in there to find your people and to build that networking around a certain live streamer is I, what I understand you saying. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, beyond any of the paid features, mm -hmm. um, you have those built in like reward tools. Um, then a lot of streamers are using um, some sort of chat bot as well. So for their chat bots, they will have like specific commands. So like in a stream that I moderate probably five days a week, um, if you type uh, exclamation point punch in the chat, mm -hmm. then a, a craft cocktail of the night will come up that one of the community <laughs> members made. And so one of the things that the streamer always says is like, thank you so much for joining the wilderness community. Um, there is punch in the back. So it, <laughs> it's it. like these kind of little kitschy things that streamers can incorporate on any platform. Mm -hmm. um, but using features like chatbot and other built-in Twitch tools, um, you're able to really customize that to grow a community around like those streamers. Uh, what's it like? Niches that they've created. Right. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So here's a good question. This is from Ian Anderson Gray. He has a question. Do we need to consume a lot of content on Twitch in order to be successful as a live streamer on Twitch. So um, I think I would just, I want to, I know what you want. I want to know what you say, because this, I think that's a really good question. Yeah, I think, I think it really depends on where you're at as a live streamer. So if you are already streaming, you know, your tribe, you mm -hmm. know, your brand um, and getting started on Twitch might be a little bit easier for you. But if you're new to streaming or like you're just starting to get into streaming, I would really recommend probably spending some time on Twitch because there's a culture there that you need to understand about how Twitch works um, in order to really be successful with the content that you're creating and the ways that you're engaging with your audience. Because it it's not really comparable to like a Facebook or a YouTube stream in a lot of ways. Gotcha. So, by the way, you've got your fans here. Uh, we've got Julian says, Caleb, love him. And then um, uh, there's some other. Oh, uh, Anna's like, Caleb. So you've got your fan club showing up. Uh, so that's always good to have. But Sean uh, says he's loving Twitch, and he's been um, streaming his main Traffic Services Police channel to it via Restream. And it sounds like it's not just for gamers um, going over there. And I remember 
the reason I started, I, and I tested the waters, and this was at the beginning of when the lo- first locks down started happening. I wanted to do something a little bit different. I started doing wood carving, and I went to Twitch with it because there was already a, a maker community over there. People who make crafts, or a lot of there's a lot of painting of like um, like uh, little gamer like um, oh I can't even think about it i can't even remember what it's called but models little models that they they paint and show you how to do that kind of detail stuff so uh, there's a whole maker community over there so like you were saying caleb there's all these subsets of not just somebody streaming Fortnite, but there's all these other cool little niches that you can niche or niche i don't know however ian anderson grace says it, it's probably the right way um but you know going in there and you can find your tribe so it's really really interesting um but what would somebody like you mentioned Go and watch it, kind of dive in, see what the culture is. Uh, but if you're like completely fresh faced and brand spanking new to uh, Twitch, is what do you need to understand about Twitch's audience and maybe some best practices? Are other than watching it, do you need to go interact with the community? You mentioned that you consume content a lot before you started streaming and you kind of had that built in fan base. So when you did, they came and joined your channel. Is there any other tips that you would give people? Yeah, I would say um, outside of the community building, um, there's a lot of great tips that you can build, they can use to build your community. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitch has a really cool raid feature. Oh, yeah, so yeah. if you have content creators that you really enjoy, that you're part of their community already, or that are just honestly streaming in a similar category as you when you're ready to end your stream, um, the recommendations I've seen is if you raid someone that's similar to your viewer count, um, that it always really helps grow your community because those people filter into other communities, which then ends up circling and back and you get raids from the same kinds of creators. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just kind of a way to like pay it forward. Um, and the, those creators are like, well, like Caleb raided me um, and they were streaming what Sims for. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if he's playing Sims four, when my normal streamer isn't playing Sims four, like, let me go sub or follow, t- follow him just so I can have an, another Sims four creator that might be streaming when my normal content creator isn't. Um, mm-hmm. so raids are a really good way, um, to kind of grow that community. And, and then, yeah, I, it's kind of hard. There is definitely a culture to Twitch. I would say like, you need to understand the tribe that you're trying to reach on right. there and, and grow. But that's pretty similar to any platform, I'd say. Yeah, I would agree. So we've got some other comments who, um, and so somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure who Facebook user is. So uh, make sure that you turn on permissions so I can, I would love to see your face. Uh, Twitch is a great place for the crafter and maker community, which I agree. Andy Lyons, hey, Andy, watching over on YouTube, says, our son, the game design student, does really well on Twitch. DJs are a hit, but I'm not getting on traction, any traction on Twitch with my conversations with startup founders. Any thoughts? So what would you yeah. tell Andy? Uh, you know, DJs are a hit. Um, there's, I haven't streamed this show over there, and I, I probably won't because I don't know if my audience is there, but what are your thoughts to Andy about why maybe her... Um, conversation with startup founders live show isn't really working over there yeah so twitch is kind of one of those websites where it's easy to stay on Mm -hmm. but it's hard to get there for your viewers that you haven't used so i would really recommend repurposing your content if you're doing these starter shows or founder conversations um taking the highlights from that and putting it on a really easy um, platform for like searchability, if that makes sense. So like mm-hmm. a TikTok or a, somewhere where you already have your audience network to drive them back to the Twitch community. Mm-hmm. That's probably my first recommendation because your audience for your founders and makers chat might not be the audience that's looking on Twitch for this conversation. So you need to bring them there. Twitch is really good at keeping people there, but if you don't bring them there, they're not going to find you. Um, I'd also say a lot of people that are going live on Twitch are going live for longer than most people who are going live on Facebook or YouTube um, to have conversations or talk about marketing or teach something. Most of those streams last anywhere from an hour to two hour and normal Twitch streams are going to go from like four to six hours. And then sometimes they'll have like crazy 12 hour and 24 hour streams. Um, So that's kind of like another reason people stay the whole time is because they know that I'm going to watch like a five hour gameplay where this funny person is 
is doing whatever. Like I'm going to watch this three hour interview where I'm going to see them go on like all the questions, the highs and the low with their guests. So Mm. that's a long time to be streaming. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if I could do a 12 hour stream, let alone a four hour one. My goodness. Um, So um, that's nuts. uh, Go ahead. Our friend Ian uh, dropped this question in. Uh, Jeff, if you can pull it up, he asks, what is the top difference between Twitch and Facebook Live that we need to be aware of when streaming? Now, this goes right into my next question, which is you can stream live content on every single social media platform now. You and I both know that working in social media. And I think my main question is like, what sets it apart from YouTube or Facebook? And of course, we've been hearing a lot about Twitch. We've also been talking a lot about TikTok, which is the opposite right of like it's yeah, like you've got short, long form yeah. short cut short form and so the absolute short form right and so if you were to i guess this is a two-part question i'm sorry but it's like if you were to pick a social media platform to really focus in on this year and moving on would it be that long form on twitch or the shorter form or some combination of therein um that's a great question i personally would focus on TikTok because you're getting so much like natural push from the algorithm to a new audience um, that you can drive that traffic anywhere. TikTok followers are like really loyal. So um, wherever you send them, they're like going to ride or die for you there, especially if they vibe with more than one piece of your content. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of platforms like YouTube specifically and uh, that your live stream and VODs are easier to find. So Twitch does a great job with the live component, but like your recorded content is not super searchable on Twitch, which is one of its biggest pitfalls in my opinion, because a lot of creators are making content that an international viewer may not see since most of the audience on Twitch is in the United States. Hmm. Uh, So if you're gonna invest in one place, I would say use TikTok to push to maybe a YouTube where you're uploading your long form content because there's an algorithm there that's really gonna help you get views on the front and the back end of the content where Twitch's algorithm is really pushing for your live views. And then after that, you're kind of out of luck with that VOD. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, th- so this is a, oh, Andy has this uh, over on YouTube says, excellent advice, Caleb. Thank you. By the way, our gamer son is on for hours coding, etc. What, you know, great conversations happen, fun to watch. I, so I didn't even know that. So there's like people sitting there coding. Uh, there's, Twitch streams of coding that see, that's amazing. So, uh, very, very interesting there. Um, and Anna says that natural push from, from TikTok is great. Oh, I hit the wrong button. There it is. Um, the natural push is great. So I think, uh, that's a great uh, piece of advice that you, that you gave. And then Sean says he streams for an hour a day on TikTok and just hit 155,000 and love our community there, but then head over to restream and create another 30 minute show for Twitch. Wow, that's a great thank you, and and he's uh, Sean's coming over from LinkedIn. So that is super. I, this that's why I love this show because I get all these oh. ideas, and I want to stop right now and go try them. What are you going to say, Grace? Oh, I want to emphasize Sean's a friend of mine. Uh, I know him through uh, working with him in, at Restream, and he actually is a traffic cop. So he's 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 do, these shows that he's doing are traffic cop content, and it is so amusing to me. <laughs> yeah, it's that. I mean that. That's what's the diversity over on Twitch and what we were talking about is just really cool. And Dustin says, always have a cross-channel uh, strategy. Very, very – Dustin has some great ideas every once in a while. Don't tell him I said that because he'll get a big hit. Um, <laughs> but Gary says this. He dreams of someday that his nephew makes a million doing gaming and buys me a nice place. Yeah, I've hold out for that hope there, uh, Gary. So I hope that works out for you. Um, so l- let's talk about – the demographics, because we, we've kind of talked and, and we I, I think everybody knows that it kind of skews younger. But let's Caleb, give us a little idea of who is actually consuming content on Twitch. I mean, is there is is there any grandma gamers? I mean, what I mean, I don't I don't know. There probably is because they're, they're huge on uh, uh, on TikTok. My daughter loves she calls it old old person TikTok. But um <laughs> They're what, 40. What's the demographic? <laughs> Thank you. What's that? <laughs> what is the demographics over on Twitch? Yeah. So based off of like recent data, um, most Twitch users are going to be like what I consider the like front or like the late half of millennials mm-hmm. um, to the like 
older half of the Gen Z. So you're getting really kind of like that 16 to 35 range on Twitch. Um, and then the data didn't include non-binary folks, but um, in the data, it's kind of like a 60-40 split with the majority being men um, over on Twitch. Um, and so there there are some uh, grandma gamers that I see on, <laughs> face, or on, on TikTok. Right. But the ones that I see on TikTok that are really popping off actually are streaming on Facebook gaming, which is really interesting. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> um, and I think her name is like gr- Sniper Grandma or something. She plays COD. Oh, funny. <laughs> it's oh so my funny. gosh. It's like just highlight reels of this grandmother getting headshots like cross oh, map. And I... Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, Dustin, Dustin asked here, where do the boomer gamers hang out on Twitch? And I guess the answer is Facebook gaming. Yeah, probably. Facebook gaming is really cool too. Like if I, there's, I found that I will watch some Facebook gamer streamers because I get sucked into this weird rabbit hole of like truck driving simulations. Oh, I see those. Yes. (laughs) Like, like Facebook recommends them to me and I don't know why, but then I like, well, watch this person like. They got the big <laughs> wheels and stuff. And yeah, like, literally they're like at their desk like. And they're usually older people, which is kind of funny because I guess maybe <laughs> I should start doing that. Maybe driving a truck. My son, my son got really into farming simulators. And so he was like running a farm and I'm like, you want to mow our lawn? Like, you know, <laughs> right. like Go practice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll practice on our lawn. You know? But yeah. that was, And then like looking at it, I realized that there's this whole culture of like farming simulator games. So I'm not surprised that the truck driving games are are a hit. So Grace, you had a great question that you, uh, you put in the notes. So let's talk about this, the, the, um, because I, I would love Caleb's, I, cause he's everywhere. (laughs) Cause if you don't, if you haven't figured this out, he spends a lot of time online and all these different platforms. So, um, go ahead and ask that question because I think it's, I would really want his, his uh, ideas on this. Uh, yeah. Are you talking about the one about picking between Facebook and or or TikTok or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, talk to us about what what's really sets Twitch apart culturally and and audience wise, everything from Facebook or YouTube. Yeah, so okay, this is kind of a big one. Um, okay, kind of structure where I'm going to start. So I think, I think, growing a following is going to be a little bit easier on a platform like Facebook and YouTube. I think monetizing your following is going to be a little bit easier on a platform like Twitch because their requirements for monetization are a lot lower than Facebook's requirements. Um, and they're a little bit lower than YouTube, YouTube's requirements. So if your tribe is on Twitch and you're already in that community, engaging with that community, that's when I would recommend that you start streaming on Twitch versus start, start streaming on YouTube or, or Twitter or what have you. Um, Twitch is like, you kind of really need to be a nerd when you're going to start (laughs) streaming on Twitch because like the culture there is that like you set up like automatic bot commands in your chat. Like Mm -hmm. you have like widget overlays, like you need to know how to work with Streamlabs widget overlays. You need to know how to, um, create a bot, um, which is like a little bit of coding Streamlabs prime makes it easy. Um, it's like Mm -hmm. $20 a month and I can like create another Twitch account to link it to. So I, for my streams, I have um, a bot um, and her name is like my aunt Karen or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Something like just goofy. Right. Um, And so I pay $20 a month and then I can put commands in my chat and the bot will like shout out someone that's rated me or what have you um, and make my chat a little bit more engaging and fun. You can connect those to sound commands and all that stuff. Those are kind of things that you can't do on YouTube Mm -hmm. and Facebook right now. So that would be kind of like, you need to be nerdy, but the nerdiness pays off right at the long run when it comes to nerds win in the end. Yes. They, they win at the end. Like they're really unique engagement triggers that you can use on Twitch where you can't use them anywhere else, which is why people stay there. So I think um, there's, that's like part A of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the part B of everything is like, because Twitch is so vast, um, you really need to understand cybersecurity um, and like protecting yourself online. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a lot of people, when they start to get larger, start to use VPNs when they're streaming and 
um, like making sure that their screen name isn't necessarily connected to their real life information. There's a lot of great moderation tools on Twitch um, because sometimes people like more recently in the news there, there's been hate raids going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so marginalized people are getting follow botted or um, just like all these bots coming into their chat. So knowing your moderation tools is really important if you're going to start somewhere like Twitch um, because it helps you take control of your space and protect your space and your viewers really easily and really simply. But they, they're they like hidden behind a slash command or like right. you can toggle it into followers only chat or email only chat. And those are really great ways to protect that space. But But those are some things that you really have to be aware of on Twitch. Whereas on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, like those aren't things that people are considering as much. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So what it sounds like on Facebook, you can just like turn on the camera and just start talking, right? And and it sounds like on Twitch, you need to have a higher production value and think through a lot more of your strategy. Is that right? Yeah, I I mean, there are definitely people on Twitch that are doing kind of the same thing. Like PlayStation and Xbox makes it really easy to live stream your gameplay content now. Right. but if you don't have a friend sitting in the chat as a moderator, um, like it, it can be bad. Like you need a moderator kind of anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're when you're gaming and you're sitting in front and you're playing whatever kind of game or like it's a little bit harder than if you're doing some other content where you can be like, hold on, like let me get on my keyboard. Like if I'm playing my PlayStation, I have to kind of like scoot over to my keyboard and type on it right. versus um, being like right in front of my computer engaging with that content. So in some ways, it, there's really like a push, go, start Twitch um, thing, but you really start to see success when you put um, some like production value into your setup over on Twitch as well. Yeah, I remember I, I was at some somebody's um, and it was fun because you could gamble with like, it wasn't real money, but they were like doing it in tacos and you could gamble and then, you know, you'd lose all your tacos. You're like, dang it. And then you would go back. I mean, so there's there's interactive stuff that you can program that if you do it right, can really add to the interactivity. And people are I mean, if you're watching a five hour stream, you're going to want to gamble tacos. I mean, I'm telling you. Um, and so um, but I just think that's really interesting of all the cool stuff you can do now. Um I would, I know people are hearing that like, oh my gosh, I can barely press the buttons to go live, you know, right now. Don't get too intimidated. Go over there like Caleb was saying and check out, you know, what other people are doing in your niche. Like most crafters I've seen don't have all that bells and whistles. They have moderation stuff to keep the chat safe uh, and stuff like that, but they don't have all the gaming stuff and uh, all that kind of stuff. So Caleb, real quick, talk about, you mentioned affiliates. And before we move on to the next section, I want to talk about kind of the levels that you have in Twitch. Like when you first start, you're not you're not like making money or any of that kind of stuff. You, there's there's different things and you have to hit before you you know can move on and start monetizing. Am I correct? Um. Yes. So like monetization is kind of twofold. So there's ways that you can get people off platform to monetize, um, and you can embed like. Um, Twitch, your homepage on Twitch is like basically an HTML that you can embed stuff into and all that great stuff. Um, so you can embed like a donation jar before you're an affiliate, but that's the only way you'd be able to monetize on Twitch before becoming an affiliate. To reach affiliate, you need to have seven streams in the last 30 days, uh, a total of eight hours streaming in the last 30 days, an average of three, con- or is it three? I think it's... Yeah, it's three concurrent viewers mm-hmm. and a total of 50 followers. At that point, you can uh, immediately like monetize. So that what monetization on Twitch means is that they turn on subscribers. So they have tier one, tier two, and tier three subscribers. Right. Um, and they have something called bits. If you're familiar with Facebook, um, bits are really similar to stars. It's kind of almost the like exact like right, copy paste right. um, right. to stars. Um, and yeah, so those are the, those are the monetization methods. Um, when you subscribe, the benefits of subscribing is you get ad free viewing. Um, you get a fun little emote emoticon next Mm -hmm. to your name in chat. Um, and for the length of the subscription. So like if I'm subscribed for the first three months, my emoticon will look one way. And then at three months, it changes colors. And then at 12, at six months, it changes colors and nine months and 12 months and right. so on. Um, 
So there are like status rewards that you can get. Right. And Twitch also like incentivizes if you've gifted the most subs, like if you've donated the most subs mm. um, on a channel, you get a little like present with a number one on next to your name and same with bits. And they have different kind of things that's those all unlock for you at the first affiliate tier. Um, from there, there's a like verification, like you get a little check mark next to your name once mm -hmm. you reach partner status. Um, so to reach partner status, um, I think there's a few different like follower goals and stuff. But the main one, the one that takes the longest to hit is you need to be averaging 75 concurrent viewers over the last 30 day period. And that will allow you to apply to be a Twitch partner. Mm. Most people don't get twitch partner on their first second or even third application wow um twitch is like very specific about the kind of content you're creating and if the content you're creating has violated their terms of service so if you're an affiliate they will allow you sometimes to like play dmca music and maybe not get a dmca strike if you don't save the vod but they know that you're using dmca it's DMCA music, and when you apply for partner, that's not something that they forget. Um, so can you? So you said VOD a couple of times. Can you explain what VOD is? For Grace doesn't yeah, know, sorry. and I, want, I don't want to make her feel bad. So yeah, VOD is um, video on demand. So just think of it as like the replay. That's gotcha. what people on Twitch call the replay is the VOD. Gotcha. Okay. That was good. So uh, Grace was, I could tell she was confused, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I knew what it was. Um, <laughs> so. So, so that's really good to know, you know, when you can monetize, uh, there's those levels. And I know they used to have this, like if you had a, because uh, Twitch is owned by Amazon, when you had an Amazon Prime account, you had a free sub that you could give away. Is that still the case, yeah. Caleb, that, that you have? It is still the case. So okay. when you have Amazon Prime, you have to connect your account. Right. I don't have Amazon Prime, so I've never connected my account. I'm like one mm -hmm. of the last people <laughs> in the world to not have Amazon Prime. Right. Um, and... <laughs> Um, so I haven't connected my account, but you do get a, uh, Amazon prime thing. And that gives you a global badge on your mm -hmm. name. Okay. So you have this little like blue crown that you show up in everybody's chat and everybody knows that you have Amazon prime. Mm -hmm. Um, and then your sub badge outside of that looks the same on the person's channel that you'd give the subscription to. Gotcha. So anybody who's watching Caleb's uh, live streams on Twitch and he's got his tip jar there, give him some tips because he needs to get Amazon Prime. He, you know, he's a he needs that. So help him out. Um, that's really it. So I, and you talked about the badges and I really like the way the subscription badges like go up every month. And I know YouTube, if you're if you subscribe to somebody, the same thing happens like you're you can tell the different months mm -hmm. that how long they've supported somebody, which I think is a really great way to, to do that. Um, uh, Andy says, um, and I love getting all these uh, self publishing with Dale does really well on Twitch. So a self publishing uh, kind of stream. That's really interesting. I have to check that out. I love all these esoteric kind of strange streams, not strange, sorry self-publishing with Dale. I didn't mean that. I meant that it's, I, I like all the different, the, the different things you can find out there. Ian Anderson Grace says he can't play games because he can't stop. I remember yeah. years ago playing Age of Empires. The next thing I knew it was 4 a.m. I used to play World of Warcraft, Ian Anderson Grace, and then I started dreaming in Azeroth and I decided I needed to stop because that's just well, not healthy. Ian, I'll say that playing games, it's a lot easier to stop when you've been streaming for five hours. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I can't I'm like, even... if you need an encouragement to stop, maybe stream them. I'd, yeah. It could be a fun like, way to... How do you do bathroom... Oh, they are. They have screens for bathroom breaks, don't they? They have like... Yeah, oh, I can back. show you my BRB screen. Yeah, let me go full screen. Yeah, I'll see it. Yeah. There it goes. So that's there when, you go. know, get, Caleb is taking a little potty break when that's happening there. Oh, so. I don't have my regular screen on my... Um, there we go. Um, so hopefully Caleb my... will come back. We can hear him. Um, but yeah, so I was wondering about that because I could not... I could go barely make this show without, you know having depends on so anyway um by the way you can tell caleb is super smart about all this stuff and he is a big part of what's going on over at and we mentioned the top of the show leap into live streaming boot camp so if you haven't checked that out make sure you go to leap into live.com uh some amazing things i know caleb's putting together some awesome uh extras 
for each of the sessions. So uh, if you're interested in live streaming or you want to take your live streaming to the next level, make sure on September 13th to the 16th that you go check out Leap Into Live. You can go to leapintolive.com. I will be there talking about uh, my sessions on how to increase your reach with your live stream and podcast. So go check that one out if that tickles your fancy. And our next section, we're going to be talking about... um, where is it? This right here, brand marketing on Twitch. So, you know, we talked about, um, you know, how Twitch makes money on these different uh, different ways uh, with the donation ad subscriptions. We talked about aff- affiliate programs like with Amazon. You can have those links to Amazon links in there. You can have merch. I know a lot of Twitch streamers, kind of like YouTubers, um, have a lot of merch that they can sell over there. So, um, you know, when it comes to making money on Twitch... You know, they said that streamers only make really good money when they have millions of followers with like 100 or even 500 uh, followers. It's kind of like a paid hobby than like a lucrative side gig. So um, do you have to create a massive amount of fans and followers before you get any traction from Twitch streams? Um, it's a great question. I think to really be lucrative, you're going to need to have like a few hundred subs like Mm -hmm. so so to understand a little bit more about the monetization strategies on twitch you need to you get 50 percent as the starting of the subscription rate so Mm -hmm. if somebody subscribes for five dollars you're getting two dollars and fifty cents a sub um i i have only seen people really go full time on twitch once they start hitting about 500 to 800 subs a month Um, because that means they're normally averaging anywhere between like 100 to 200 concurrent viewers or they have one really nice person um, that's gifting a lot of subs to them each month, um, which happens. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it is kind of hard, um, I would say, especially if you're not using other platforms to grow your Twitch channel um, to really go full-time and be like a full-time Twitch streamer making like a normal salary and then you see these partners um, with thousands of concurrent viewers at a time. That is kind of like steady growth from partners. And a lot of that happens based off of like brand deals. Like um, people with 200 concurrent viewers are getting approached by influencers. Like um, mm-hmm. there's a Twitch streamer I work with and she just did a collaboration with Anastasia Beverly Hills. Um, her average concurrent viewership is around 250 viewers. Um but that that specific partnership is going to boost her, and because of it, she now has a few different front page opportunities. Right, is what they're called on Twitch. Um, so front page is kind of similar to like if YouTube puts you on like the recommended, like your live stream okay, on the recommended yeah. page. Mm. So um, she was featured on front page because uh, of Black History Month. Um, she's a queer black woman. Um, that's streaming on Twitch. And so they featured her for front page for that. Um, and then she's doing a charity stream. Um, and so Twitch works with other organizations um, to feature people on front page when they're doing branded takeovers. So like you can buy, like I think Wendy's had bought like a, an ad slot where they're, they streamed, like went live to advertise something and they had Twitch put it on their front page as like their prim- primary promoted stream. So when you're going on front page, you have a few thousand viewers at a time. Um, and that is really kind of, I think, key for the projection of growth into like a super, super gamer, super Twitch streamer. Like those opportunities are really what's going to get you from like normal, like thousand, like few thousand dollars a month to like, beyond full-time like crazy person money but those also end up looking like you probably have like hundreds of thousands of followers on twitch like most people i know that are going full-time have reached or hit like anywhere between 10 to thirty thousand followers on twitch Mm -hmm. um and that's not subscribers so gotcha so what does twitch think about um like i know i because we do amazon live and i do a lot of amazon live streaming um, and they really don't like you taking the audience and moving them somewhere else off platform. So 
you mentioned merch and some other stuff, you know, to monetize or, you know, you know, get some, some money out of your Twitch streams. Can you send them off platform? Like go sign up for my, you know, course on how to do Twitch. I mean, do, are there like rules that you you can't do that kind of thing on the platform? Um, that is not against Twitch, uh, like affiliate terms of service or anything like that. Um, Streamlabs, their Prime subscription. I I know this literally just because I signed up for their mm-hmm. my chat bot. Um, but when you sign up for their Prime, they like kind of conglomerate everything into one, so you can go off stream and the like. Your Streamlabs Prime page will give you a tip jar option, and in the bottom there's like merch all there. It's like one big like okay. support this Twitch streamer landing page. Um, and then there's different plugins. So there's uh, this application called Dixper. Is um, and you basically connect it to your PC. It's a PC only application, and people can pay money to like basically troll you while you play a game. So like <laughs> they'll make your screen spin while you're like in a video game, and it's like horrible for the live streamer. But um, it's really fun as a viewer, and I'm like I will pay all of my money to like ruin <laughs> this for everybody because it's funny to me. Like yeah, so, yeah. so there's a, a lot of different plugins that make it really easy to monetize off of Twitch and Twitch doesn't seem to have a problem with that. The only stipulation they have um, is that when you sign your affiliate contract, Twitch owns your content for 24 hours. So if Twitch determines that you are violating their contract. So if you go live on Twitch and you immediately upload the recorded video to YouTube outside of that 24 hour period and monetization is on, like that's a violation of the affiliate contract. Um, So anything you're doing, like if you are streaming content to Twitch, that content has to be exclusive to Twitch for 24 hours. You can't put it on TikTok for 24 hours. You can't put it on YouTube for 24 hours and you can't even really simulcast and be monetized. Um, Okay. So So yeah. So, so that, I wanted to, you wrote this in an email to us and I wanted to clarify, does this only apply to affiliate partners at, or does this apply to all streamers? Like, so if I was to just turn on an account, you know, get Jeff to highly produce it for me and I put out a show, but I'm not a part of their affiliate program. Can I multi-stream at that point or is it still under that restriction? To my understanding, it's not against terms of service okay. to be using Twitch and multi-streaming. It okay. is against terms of service to be an affiliate and multi-stream uh-huh. your content because Twitch is allowing you to monetize that content that's on their platform. So mm-hmm. they don't want it anywhere else. They want it to be exclusive. Okay. Well, that makes great. sense. So makes because sense. Uh, Jim Fuse, my friend says he Amazon owns Twitch. We also share Dillcasters live to Twitch when we do our live streams on Amazon. I don't think they're affiliates. So they're technically not breaking, like you were saying, their terms of service. It's that the thing that I, you probably don't, I don't know if you know this or not, Caleb, but will those streams that if you're multicasting over to different places, will they count towards you getting affiliate status with, you know, you have to have so many hours of streaming and that, that, that won't count? No, it does not. So Twitch has their own built-in creator dashboard. Mm-hmm. So like after I go live, I see these little graphs, circle graphs, and they're like, congratulations, you have uh, 51 followers. Like you've met this requirement um and like you just need to stream two more days and you'll meet affiliate so it's like kind of like those things but it only counts the data that's on twitch and they can track they also have like other really cool achievements so like for example i had 10 people consecutively chatting at the same time during a stream and they because i did that they gave my channel vip badges so people that are in my chat often i can assign them as like vips and they get a special badge next to their name so uh, because I reached that goal or milestone as a creator on their platform. I unlocked 10 of those badges that I can give out. Gotcha. So we're getting, this is fascinating. And once again, I've asked too many questions. We're getting towards the end of our, our time together, but I wanted to talk about influencer marketing and how important that is on Twitch because, um, you know, influencer marketing is big for marketers and businesses um, trying to hit those audiences that they, they really want, which is, um, depending on their product, but there's a lot of people who want the Twitch demographic as a market. So can you kind of give us some insider expert perspective on how influencer marketing on Twitch works, how that um, you can like, let's say I have a shoe company and I have a really cool sneaker. Uh, it's got beards on it and I want to market it to the the Twitch audience. How do I go about doing that? What's the best way? How do I find like an influencer? And is that even a good strategy? 
Um, okay, so great question. Um, to start, I would just say that's probably what I would recommend anyone who wants to do an ad spend on Twitch do. Okay. Because when you consider the way the platform is set up and the way the influencer marketing works, people are there to watch a certain creator. And the people that are really invested and loyal to that creator are probably going to buy what that creator is showing. And they're also probably already subscribed to that creator's channel, which means if you're advertising on that creator's channel and you're just doing it directly through Twitch as a like a paid ad and not an influencer deal, those people aren't seeing ads because they have ad-free viewing. Hmm. So it's better to reach directly out to the Twitch streamer because their loyal audience is also there for like a long duration of time. So a case study that I can share from somebody that I'm working with is like kind of, kind of helping them with influencer marketing and like management and stuff. Um, they did a brand deal. Um, they had a total of 1400, I think unique viewers on their mm -hmm. four and a half hour long live stream. And the average view time on that branded sponsored live stream was 84 minutes. Wow. So 1400 people had on average, 1400 people sat and consumed 84 minutes of this branded content, which makes them a lot more likely to buy right. um, that item than it does if you're scrolling through your feed or you're watching a 60 second ad in front of a creator. I, I will also say that you, if you are going to do like a, a pre-roll ad video on Twitch, I would really recommend partnering it with an influencer marketing campaign because those people are already on Twitch to see a creator that they like or that they know. So if you're partnering with a top tier creator and creating video content, and I'm watching that during the ad pre-roll, I'm going to watch the ad. Like if I'm seeing a Twitch creator there's an ad running right now that I see a Twitch creator that I don't watch, but I know who they are advertising Jimmy John sandwiches. And I think that the ad is really cool because I'm seeing a creator actually recommend it when I'm on the platform where I'm trying to see creators similar to that. So really consider when you're running ads on Twitch, who your viewer is, how they're viewing their content and what they're actually there to do. If you're going to spend ad dollars on Twitch for influencer marketing and reaching out to people, there are different management companies for gamers and streamers, of course. Um, but most streamers are going to have their business email in there. I would really recommend um, any streamer that's on Twitch that is wanting to monetize to have a media kit, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but don't use average concurrent viewers as a metric on how you're pricing, like the sole metric on how you're pricing your influencer marketing budget because your live streamer that you're pitching to on Twitch is streaming for an average of like four to six hours from what I've generally seen versus like a live streamer who's only streaming an hour. Like you're getting a lot Two that's two different things, right? Like if I'm paying mm -hmm. a creator who's has 20 concurrent viewers and they're going to stream for an hour, uh, my budget is going to look a lot different than who's somebody who has 20 concurrent viewers that's streaming for four and a half hours. Cause I'm getting, four and a half hours worth of content and I'm paying somebody for four and a half hours worth of their time versus plus the front and the back end versus here. So it's like, that's really what I would incredibly urge influence influencing marketing managers to mm -hmm. consider when they're sending a proposal. Um, just because like you, the ad spend is worth it. Like that case study alone of like on average, 1400 yeah. people viewed 84 minutes. It's incredible brand exposure. Yeah, that's a long time. It's not time something for you could. It's, it's no one's going to yeah. view it for eighty-four minutes if you only stream for an hour. Right, and I mean that's that's a that's an incredible amount of time. Uh, you you look at like time watched on like even YouTube and other things. That's a that's a huge amount of time. So that's worth that price. And like you're saying, you have to compare apples to apples. You know, and, and don't go like thinking of YouTube when you're over there on Twitch and or Facebook or vice versa. So that's really important. So uh, Grace, you had a question. I'm sorry. I'm so fascinated by this. I, I'll ask all of them. So I'll let you go. Okay. Well, I'm going to speak from the brand perspective. There are a couple of concerns, two major concerns coming out of companies that are interested in integrating Twitch into their marketing mix. Sorry. And the first one is that creating a branded channel 
you know, there is a struggle of creating something that is out of step with the rest of the platform, culturally, audience-wise, content-wise, right? So that's one big concern. And then the other one is that because Twitch is such a hard medium to control, you know, if you're going for like four or five hours or even, you know, one hour sometimes, it's hard to control, especially when it relies so much on spontaneity. And, you know, there are a lot of brands that want to protect themselves, especially in these kind of live environments, things go, go can go wrong. And it's also hard to script something like that, right? Of course, coming from a brand perspective, we like to have some sort of expectation of like, where's it going to go? We're going to get this talking points, da, da, da. So can you give us, um, I know we only have a few minutes left, but can you address these two big concerns coming out of companies that might be interested, but are a little timid to get started with Twitch? Just a clarifying question. So you're asking for those companies what they want to create like for themselves or what they're wanting to partner with with well, other I think I think it's that. the unscriptedness like most people yeah. who I part they like I want you to do this ad read you know halfway in or whatever and so and Twitch is all about spontaneity being funny mm-hmm. with a game so it's almost like you have to educate these these um you know brands, brands. Who, who are wanting to do this so how how do you do that and what should brands actually have expectations with like knowing that this is like improv, (laughs) it's what it is. Exactly. I would say this is really the moment to leverage a run of show. Mm. Having a brand understand what a run of show is, having a brand provide you with do nots is going to allow you to keep spontaneity as a creator on Twitch um, while the brand understands the actual structure of what your show is going to look like. So if I was to partner with, whatever brand and they're like here's what we want you to do i would say awesome unfortunately my my content isn't super scripted i'm happy to do like this ad read in my own like layman's terms right here's my run of show can you make sure that you give me a list of things that you absolutely do not want me to do obviously we have the set expectations of just being like a normal human creator and what's within my brand Mm -hmm. but are there things that i should not say or should not mention that I can ban from chat from that night. So like, if you if I'm doing a Wendy's ad and you don't want people in the chat talking about McDonald's and Burger King, I can mute the words McDonald's and Burger King. So like, cool. let me know that. Like, there mm-hmm. are things I can do as a creator on Twitch to work with my brand partner so that the spontaneity of in- engaging with an audience and reading their conversation allows me to like actually have somewhat of a guided conversation about what's happening. If I'm talking about a makeup tutorial and the people want to know what's in the palette or what's in what I'm using, like I can make sure that I ban terms that get us off topic so that me Mm. and the chat are here. We're on the same level and I can have my moderators sit there as a tool because your moderators are a tool once you're starting to get partnerships to say, so-and-so is using this shade on their eye right now. Like it's from this collection. I can set up specific commands. So the brands need to understand integrations and um, sponsorships on Twitch are like completely different than they're going to be anywhere else because it's a live video. Um, And for that reason, if they haven't worked with a Twitch creator, they need to understand like, here is my creator boundaries and creators need to be comfortable saying, this isn't like another sponsorship you've done. If you've never done a Twitch sponsorship, I'm here to guide you through this as, as the person that you're working with. But I need you to know like, Here's what I'm giving you. Like, here's the run of show. Here's this, here's that. Like, can you give me some resources so I can support you and make this the best possible experience? And like, normally in a pitch, when I do one for an influencer on Twitch, we list out like, here are the integrations that we think would work good for your brand. So we're going to make a special command for you. We're going to feature you in the lower thirds. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to have a specific sound command for you. Like, different things you can do to kind of control the narrative, but you do have to be very thoughtful when it comes to brand partnerships on Twitch and how you're going to meticulously encourage your audience and the people that are engaging with you to keep that content and that conversation curated around your key points. That's great. So <laughs> this is so much good stuff that my brain at all, every Friday, my brain explodes. So, um, 
Caleb, thank you so much for all this. What, where do people go if they want to find out more about you and maybe some of the services? Like they're like, okay, Caleb knows Twitch. I want him to run my Twitch campaign. You know, where do they go to find you or any of the services or places that you're at? Yeah, so I'm kind of private on social media right now while I'm figuring out how I'm engaging on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can find me at all of the Ecamm socials, mm-hmm. um, and you can also contact me directly at Ecamm. My email is Caleb at Ecamm.com. Um, so you can find me there. Ecamm is Ecamm Network anywhere. I'm the social media manager. So if you get in the DMs and you're like, I saw that guy on that show, and he said <laughs> that to go here and to DM, I, it's me. So um, I'll figure out and point you where you need to go. And if you're in, end up in my email and you're looking for like Twitch help, uh, I'll send you to the right email address, but I just don't gotcha. know how comfortable I feel with putting all personal information out there yet because I haven't determined my brand on Twitch yet. Awesome. Well, thanks for all very this. Wise. Yes. Very, very, very wise. So thank you guys so much. Grace, where can people find out about the amazing and spectacular Grace Duffy. Oh, well, you can find me on LinkedIn, but <clears throat> as we started the show, we were talking about this cool technology we're doing through Restream, Restream Pairs. You can find out all about it on our tutorials on the Restream YouTube channel. So I invite you to check it out. It is really cool. And I'm excited that we got to try it out today on our show. Yes. And awesome. Don't forget about Leap into Live. Uh, Caleb yep. will be there. Uh, and in fact, we're going to play really quickly a, a video if you guys haven't seen it. It's amazing. So make sure you guys hang around for that. It's amazing. Go to leapintolive.com. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Social Media News Live.